Welcome to the Lobbies, GameSpot's first ever Alternative Game of the Year awards. Just kidding, it's mainly the Lobby. Our last episode of the year of 2017, season finale, you might say. I'm your host, Mike Mahardy, here with Peter Brown, as always. Your coffee nearly spilled. Ooh. Rob Hanlery. Oh, Hi, how are you? And Kelly Plaggy. Hello. I have the awards here in our envelopes. Just to clarify up front, this has nothing to do with... Uh, our Game of the Year awards here at GameSpot. We did finish our deliberations, but that's like coming out next week starting. We've already got our report cards and our uh, year in review videos going up, and we'll have our full countdown from our number 10 game to our number one game starting on December 11th. We'll have a full schedule going up. Have we announced like publicly that we're not doing 25 this year? Have, we 10? are now. We're not doing 25 <laughs> games this year. Uh, Pete, you explain. Uh, yeah, so we are, which, I don't even know where to look anymore. We're doing, uh, top 10 instead of top 25, uh, which lets us, like, really just dig down and nail, like, what really were the best games of the year, but, uh, every editor, producer at GameSpot will also get their editor's pick. So everyone gets a chance to highlight a game that maybe didn't fall into that, well, that did not fall into that top 10, and they get to champion that. So there's no hemming and hawing over what's 23 versus 19. Did you say that like we that. still have, like, platform awards as well? Top I five. did not, Michael Mahardy. We do still have platform awards for, uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, whatever consoles you care about. Nintendo, Nintendo Switch, Nintendo. PC, VR. Mm. Sega Genesis. We do have a top five VR. And mobile. Mm. Best, mobile games. best Genesis games. We should, really, we should yeah. really get that out there. It's a far better way of doing Game of the Year, I think. And, like, having gone through it, for the most part, like, you really get to, like, narrow down... 10 amazing it's more like digestible i feel like for someone right like yeah. 25 games i feel like at some point you're just sifting through i'm only yeah. one man who has time to play 25 <laughs> games exactly. you know yeah. here are 10 like you get to like look at each one like like for longer i feel like and actually think about you know is this something i want to dig into i do have a giveaway last of the year i'll announce it later on as always she will be putting it up later on the show and you can retweet GameSpot's Twitter account. Actually, just go follow GameSpot's Twitter account if you don't already, so you'll be ready for the end of the show to get in on that randomly picked lottery giveaway. All right, cool. So let's get right into these awards. So here's how I structured them. Oh, my them. God. Okay. Um, me and Jean-Luc are kind of... Well, actually, I don't know... Let me preface this by saying this. Uh, I don't know what these say inside. I just know what the awards are. I don't know who won them all, but I'm going to hand them out. Like I don't know if you guys watch Norm MacDonald Live. He just hands like pre-written jokes to people and they have to read them so you are forced to read these um, okay so i'll probably start with callie i'd say but okay. so the first five are like best of awards and again these are have nothing to do with game of the year awards and they're not all going to be that funny some of them actually make sense in fact i can't promise any of them will be funny to you people watching so uh and, then and we'll the get rest of us don't know what the hell is and happening then we structured it kind of like uh super yearbook super superlatives like uh cutest couple most likely Aww. most likely to succeed most intellectual you could probably pick out most intellectual already class clown is here uh, but for all intents and purposes, again, this has no bearing over GameSpot's overall opinion, taste, or general sense of credibility. Sweet. <laughs> gonna do and then we're going to talk about uh, the LobbyCast favorite, like, underrated games of the year. Maybe not, maybe not underrated, but ones we would love to have talked about more if uh, such a great year of games didn't happen and unfortunately overshadow other stuff. All right. First award. Callie, I'll let you read off the back, and then <clears throat> we'll, uh, John Luke is in back. I think he's got some, uh, some stuff ready to go. And the award for... The best version of Skyrim goes to... Is there sound effects? No sound effects? No, I think you can go. Okay. <laughs> Skyrim on PC. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. Oh, shit. There's Master Chief on Skyrim on PC. Have you guys played... That, uh, does, that does make it the best version, I you think. you played Skyrim uh, on Switch or VR? Because they're still not the best version. 
But they didn't come out this year. Well, there is something I, I amazing did. about what I'm looking at. I've never seen Master Chief. I like right, to cool. think I like to think of it as like a time portal where Master Chief just got sucked out of yeah. like the yeah, future and is, thrown into the sea. I could watch that forever. That was amazing. So there you have it. Uh, Skyrim PC still kind of the best way to play that game. Doesn't really matter. It came out on six other platforms this time. Rob, oh. next award. Uh, read it out and then read out the winner. Oh my god. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <clears throat> and the best XCOM 2 expansion. <laughs> oh shit, this is stiff competition. And the award goes to... Oh my god, I can't believe it. It's the War of the Chosen. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy shit! Jean-Luc, did you write this? <laughs> you know. I have no idea. <laughs> hey, uh, Eric or Richard, could someone come in here and turn the volume up a little bit? Because I think we're not hearing these sound effects and I want uh, the cast to enjoy these things as much as I am. Uh, sweet! <laughs> so best XCOM 2 expansion goes to War of the Chosen. I wish I could talk about the other ones, but uh, unfortunately you? we don't have time. So it's just gonna go to uh, War of the Chosen. What is so, even happening? Uh, Pete. <laughs> None of that was XCOM. <laughs> yeah, the, the children of Anarchy. Anarchy's children. You can like make them look like punk things. Uh, Pete, here you go. This is a long one. The best open world game that wasn't Breath of the Wild or Horizon Zero Dawn <laughs> goes to Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not one of those two. No. <laughs> that, is not, that is not one of those. Maybe in any other year it would have gotten best open world game, but Congratulations. Uh, you did it. Ah, we yeah. can hear the we can hear the music. Yeah, oh, there's the applause. Okay, yeah. Okay, no. this is enhancing the experience. All right, now, so, now like, this is good. I don't I don't I don't mean to seem like I'm making fun of this game because I really like this game. Uh sweet. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> Why do you like this game, Michael Hardy? Alright. Alright, I got I'll do the next one. Are those all dead bodies? Yeah, Crips. Whoa. Right. That's why he likes the game. Here we go. <laughs> then the award for best battle royale game? No, that's not even. I'm not getting into that one. All right, Rob, you'll like this one. Oh no! It's kind of obvious. And the award for the best Star Wars game goes to. <laughs> oh my God! Star Wars. Force Arena. <laughs> yeah. I, had, I had to Google that. It's on uh, Congratulations. Android, it's on Android Play. Um, this music though. It's on Android Play. Uh, it's like a MOBA, I think. I didn't. I've never played it. I don't think any of us have. But it's but not Battlefront. the best one. It's, it's not got, Battlefront Two. It's got Yoda flipping in it, so you know. Yeah. Uh, so Realism. if you wanted your Star Wars fix, that's probably the best. Uh, what was that Tatooine? Yeah, that's your best bet. Mm. Uh, whose turn is it? Mine. Kelly. Give you the next one. Now we're getting into the yearbook superlatives. And most likely to succeed goes to Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, oh. I figured that was fitting. Well, That's I mean, again, lovely. I didn't write these, but um, you know, know why? Because you can find flaws. a moon anywhere. The game's just so. charming. Uh, where will it find success? Yeah, everybody I, loves it. Everyone, uh, around it, every corner. Where will it find success? I could see it on just like a startup. Well, no, I'm just kidding. It's charming. It's got some business acumen. There's not many flaws to it. That wasn't as much of a joke. That was actually just the game that made the most sense. Uh, I, again, I didn't write these, but right. if I did, I forgot you... what this one was. So this okay. could be interesting. Klaus Clown? Come on. Come on. Don't butcher it. Class Clown. Class Clown. Class Clown. Oh, shit. Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, shit. That was me. Uh, yeah, that's actually fitting to yeah, the facial class, expressions. Class clown's not an insult. It's it's not at all. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's, it's a recognition it's, of talent. It's got a certain it's, sort. It's, it's got confidence. 
it's uh, it kind of can handle itself. <laughs> but it likes to goof around sometimes. Uh, sometimes to uh, to its own detriment. Okay, so there you go, Mass Effect Andromeda. Apparently, it's uh, a better game now. It might interrupt your class time. Uh, mm. Your turn? I think it's your turn. Yeah. yeah. This okay. one's actually kind of... Okay. And the award for most intellectual goes to... Ooh. Near Automata. Yeah. Ah. Figured. I don't know. Everybody that talks about this game... I was mostly saying that everybody who talks about this game can't like not sound pretentious. I really like Nier Automata, but I'm not gonna talk about it because that would be hypocritical. But yeah, this game's great. Uh, narratively, it's you know we we talked about it. It actually is one of the few games that encourages you to do multiple playthroughs. I'd say, uh, well, not one of the few games, but I felt like it actually made me want to based on how it changes. Makes me want to experiment with fashion. Yeah, this and is yours. You just want to cosplay. They're also pretty smart for you know possessing the ability to walk around blindfolded. That's true. That's mm -hmm. that's intellectual. That takes, yeah. takes intellect. Okay. <laughs> the award for cutest couple goes to... I'm really excited to see this one. Yeah. PUBG and Fortnite Battle Royale. Oh, shit, yeah. That's they were rich. on and off all year. Remember Mrs. <laughs> Davidson's class? Remember that fight they had when PUBG won every argument and, like, <laughs> everybody just accused... <laughs> Congratulations, Fortnite Battle Royale, you for know, just trying to be... As much like your girlfriend as possible. We know she's more popular than you, and we know that everybody <laughs> likes her more, but you just had to just follow in her wake and live in her shadow. Maybe okay. believe in love this again. This one's good. Okay. Oh? Most likely to come back and teach at this school. Ooh. <laughs> was that in your yearbook? I, I literally searched yearbook superlatives, and there was like a list. There's like no. best, best senior year. No, mine year. had like most likely to flunk, most mm. likely to... Go to prison. Be president. Yeah. yeah. So wait, wait, read this one. It's one all more time. negative stuff. Most likely to come back and teach at this school <laughs> <laughs> goes to Call of Duty WW2. Okay, yeah. that's fair. No matter how many times you try, you just cannot get rid of this person. <laughs> they are purposefully flunking. <laughs> they are purposefully flunking every goddamn year, and they'll. <laughs> just graduate and then get a teacher teaching degree and come back. You can live here the rest of your life until you retire and have tenure. Okay. Uh, this one's, this one's good. Uh, I'm going to make you read this one. I think you could sell it because it's kind of mean. <laughs> and the award for most likely to actually not be graduating today goes to. Where'd that go? Oh, wow. Lawbreakers. <laughs> oh, I'll just let the B-roll. Oh, no, it's actually that's not true because this is a fun game, but like twelve. This is a really fun game, but it's it's that student that everybody loved, but then like no, I, I was gonna just say something, but that's the next joke. Um, I'll do that one. Actually, no, this one's different. This one's good. Okay. All right. Get ready for the next one, John Luke. Thank you. That's all I had to say about Lawbreakers. Fantastic game. I really like it. Uh, I just didn't play it much, like most people. <laughs> All right. Uh, most likely to ask you to borrow money next year. <laughs> I, think, I think we can see where this is going. <laughs> Goes to Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh, yeah. That's so them. I'm not even, I mean, talk about not kicking it when it's down. But yeah, you see, people, people are excited for them. Uh, we wish we could say more about this game, but I'm actually just not looking forward to paying another $60 and then uh, another $60. News, news flash. Get a, a part-time job. Sure. <laughs> uh, news flash. They uh, apparently raised all of the 
uh, the amount of like currency <laughs> oh, no. and experience you get in this game. I don't know, I'm just interested to see like like what like, to what extent you're getting more stuff. Why I look am forward I to you to? playing more and letting I'm not, us know. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. I just heard that and I was like, oh, cool. They're doing something. I think I'm missing one, but I remember the joke. <laughs> <laughs> there once John was a man Luke. from Nantucket. John Luke, this is uh, stop me if I'm like reading this out loud, but it is. Uh, that person that you went to school with and then forgot about, and then at the five-year reunion, you have to try to remember their name to no avail. <laughs> and the award goes... I don't, I don't have that. Shit. <laughs> All right, it was drawn to death. Well, don't yell at us about it. <laughs> no one knows what drawn to death is. Uh, that's the person that you forgot the name. Okay. Oh, that, this is the, that You got this one. Right. Pete, Pete, read this one. Really sell it. David Jaffe. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about my handwriting. I mean, that person's handwriting. I don't know who wrote these. No, it's it's, uh, it's somewhat legible. Most likely to show up on a reality TV show with hair plugs and an iron deficiency. Yeah. <laughs> and the award goes to Agents of Mahal. Yeah, Rob, I knew you'd like that one. Yeah, that's great. Congratulations. Yeah. We'll see you. You'll be uh, smushing with Snooki on season 13 of... Uh, what is it called? Jersey, Jersey Shore. Shore. Nick Margarita's on. Alright, that's the uh, that's the last yearbook superlative. Thank you for the B-roll, Jean-Luc. Apologize for not having drawn to death. Uh, I think we just couldn't find B-roll for it, and that was the problem. Because it was so forgettable. Wait, so. there's one more. Oh. It just says Jean-Luc and then that's scribbled out <laughs> in the back. <laughs> you just ruined it. What? No, it doesn't. It says the best game ever made that like everybody should love. I don't know who wrote this one. Dude, if it's who wrote this? if it's goddamn XCOM. Pray? <laughs> Who wrote this? Yeah. Oh, Jean-Luc, you son of a jerk. Oh, oh I think they're clapping he's in the clapping back room. through the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you hijacked this show. They they we're really goddamn really, immersive. Uh, <laughs> they really needed that. That's All right. great. So that was pretty much the lobbies. Uh Ow! We had as much fanfare as we could with as little effort as possible. And that's what happened. Uh, get all right. a paper cut. Now let's move on to our, the lobby cast, wrapping up the year in games. Uh, were any of those two mean? It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. But mainly that's the That's pretty accurate. Were any of those two mean? Yeah, probably. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Battlefront, I don't even feel bad about. Um, but anyway, I want to go around to people. I asked you, like, pick two games out. for uh, that, Again, that we didn't really... I mean, we talked about in the lobby, I'm sure. But we wanted to talk about more all throughout the year. Uh, again, this has no bearing on uh, GameSpot's overall Game of the Year awards. This is just us four, because we've been hanging out all year. This is in a vacuum. Yes. Yeah. So, do not uh, associate. We're trapped in here. Minions. Please help. I wanna, I'm going to start with you, Callie. <laughs> what is like one game that you think more people should have been talking about all throughout the year, because it was really, really good, or that you played a shit ton of? Uh, I really want to spotlight Night in the Woods, mm -hmm. um, which is a game that I reviewed, and I didn't actually get to talk about much on the lobby. It came out Way earlier in the year. Oh yeah. Um, what? <laughs> did that did that bleed into the feed? Too? I have no idea. That what was that cool. Was. That was <laughs> a night, was night in the woods. Okay. Well. There's a there's a quick uh, that's what I call have to action for all you people watching. <laughs> you heard it. Like and subscribe. Now, Callie, night in the woods. That's what I have to say about it. Um. <laughs> I don't, that no, I plan. just want to say uh, that this game, I think, uh, didn't give, didn't get the attention it deserves. Um, I think it blends really funny writing with um, a mix of very, you know, 
contemporary issues. So it's not just about one thing. It's not just about like 20 somethings having a hard time. It's also about the shrinking middle class, uh, about, you know, the the late capitalism you know, existential crisis uh, kind of stuff and about depression. And I, I think it blends those things well and um, does a good job of integrating those issues together in a way that's not overwhelming, but still highly effective and um, without being depressing because it's actually very, very funny. So people are always mentioning it like that it captures a Midwestern vibe really well. I grew up in upstate New York and it actually captured that too. Yeah. Like I, just kind of middle-class suburban America mm -hmm. absolutely it's uh yeah for me it, it made me think of the Midwest just because I have family there so that's just like what my connection is but I think it's more universal than that it's kind of uh comes out of left field like how serious that game gets because yeah. I didn't expect it to I played I only played like half of it but even at that point it got to the point where I was I don't know based on the aesthetic and whatnot like I know people like the characters I didn't really like the main character but I did like the surrounding cast he doesn't have pants the, oh, yeah. the main character in many ways reminded me of myself when I was like 19 oh, in sorry. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's the thing is like I was really depressed and I didn't really have like a personality outside of being depressed. Um, yeah. And there's a conversation she has with her mom pretty early on that's basically almost word for word a conversation I had with my mom. And so it was, uh, that's what drew me into her. But um, I think the supporting characters, there's. There's just a lot of like standout moments for me. And there's uh, this one character who reads poetry, and normally it's really stupid. And she kind of has this one breakout poem that's really impactful. Um, yeah, there's many yeah. games like this kind of strewn throughout, right? Almost do, like what remains of Be the Finch. I do really like how the mini games are integrated because they're silly and they they give personality to the characters, and they kind of give you a break. Because there there were times where I really needed a break from this game because I was getting very. I don't want to say like it was depressing because it wasn't, but I was kind of like dissociating playing it because yeah. it was just like so, it was so much at once. Mm -hmm. um, and the mini games do break that up a lot. There's the Italian restaurant in this game. This is a weird segue. That's called Pastabilities. Yeah. A, a great name, but also B, Damn. again, the name of a, an Italian restaurant in Syracuse, New York. Really? Yeah. Like I, I had to look up whether these people were from around Syracuse. I think they're from Canada, right? Like Toronto or something? Or no, 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 no. They're no. from... Uh, is it Pennsylvania? Yeah, somewhere Around in the Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah. Pittsburgh anyway, I think. So yeah. that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, overall, the, I, this is a great game from what I played. It was actually longer than I thought it would be. It is a lot longer. It probably took me like 12 hours, but that's also yeah. like there were times where I just kind of had to like step away and process everything. Yeah, so especially compared to like what remains of Edith Finch. I can always trip up saying that. What remains of Edith Finch took me like an hour and a half. And they're not like the I, same game, but they're in kind of in the same vein, like I, narratively focused. I, I would call this more of an adventure game mm -hmm. than a, like I think Edith Finch is a, a straight up narrative game. And yeah. I, I don't think they're as comparable as, like I don't think they're comparable at all in many ways. Okay. Uh, just because they, they're they both narrative focused. I think they are very different. Sure. Um, like very different tones and Edith Finch has a much narrower scope than this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, and this minigame is hard as hell. Is this, it's weird. Is someone playing? I'm assuming someone's playing. It, this might actually be my capture. It was really <laughs> hard. Uh, but like, oh yeah, you joined a band at one point. Wait, what? Are you the guitarist or the bassist? It looks like a guitar. It looks uh, like a guitar. No, that's actually. That's bass, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, well, strings, yeah. Maybe? That's four strings. That is bass. Huh? Cool. Yeah. Well, that was Night in the Woods. That released earlier in the year of March. Mm, February, February or March, February I can't March. remember, it's been so long. Earlier in the year. 
Uh, who reviewed that for us? Do you remember? Me. You did review it. I said I that thought, at the start. Oh, I thought you were saying. Mike's a great listener. Because you, no, I, I remember listening, <laughs> but I remember you saying, like, you didn't get to talk about it in the lobby too much. So I was like, oh, is that before you joined GameSpot or something? No, oh, no, no. No, I yeah, reviewed sorry. it, but we there was other stuff to talk about. So. Cool. All right. Uh, Rob, what is one of the two games that you want to talk about? Little I game forgot. called I forgot. Little game called Echo. Yeah. Echo. Echo. Former Hitman devs. Oh god damn it, Peter. <laughs> um, yeah, former Hitman devs. Um, this is their first game. Uh, god, remind me what their what their. I'll uh, look it up. I'll keep going. Uh, their new company's called. Oh, damn it's it. like hyper Shit. crap. I'm looking, I'm looking <laughs> it up. Crap. Keep going. Uh, anyways, this game was just a surprise for me. Uh, I am such a huge sci-fi fan and. Every bit of this aesthetic is just gripping, and playing this, it just I just hit every chord for me. Um, and the main drive is the fact that you know, uh, for those who don't know, you are you going from um, you know you land on this alien planet, <clears throat> and the enemies are essentially clones of yourself. And the game goes through cycles, light cycles they call them, which is one right now. Uh, in between our dark cycles. Um, and a light cycle will basically record all of your actions and movement and play styles. And in the next light cycle, will uh, feed them into these um, clones of yourself. So the motto of the game is like, you know, you're playing against yourself. And yeah, it's, it's it's really it's different. I, I I don't I can't point to any game that I feel like captures that idea so well. Where y- you have like such tense moments like this where you can't just go around shooting everyone or like also incorporating stealth into one cycle because then the next cycle they're going to be implementing both of those play styles so you find yourself in like tense moments where like you you slip you you mess up you shoot too much you just have this sense of gravity of for for this next cycle which is going to be so difficult and sure enough it is um and the level design is really neat too where they you know, uh, one of my one of my favorites was you walk into a room, you see all these clones in, in doors, and they're in cages, and they're just looking at you, but they don't know how to open doors. So you're like, all right, cool, I'll just breeze past them, and then there's a door in front of you, and then you realize I open this door. Oh, by the way, these cages are like following down a hallway, so they're just following you, but they're separating between two cages, and then you realize I open this door, they're gonna come out, and they're gonna chase me, and when there is when there is more than three of these clones, you're done, you're screwed. Uh, because they take you down immediately. And it's, it's just these, there are plenty of moments just like that, where the game is like using like level design and different like mechanics, each kind of, uh, each stage or level as it goes on. And I just had a blast playing it. It's Ultra Ultra is the Ultra developer. Ultra Ultra. I think, I believe they're in Copenhagen. Um, yeah. And then, second thing, I was reading uh, Riley McLeod, he's uh, one of the writers over at Kotaku, was writing about this game kind of around the same time you were talking about it, you two. I remember like hearing you talk about it and looking it up, and I see uh, Riley over it. Kotaku had been championing it. He said at some points it almost makes him feel like an NPC might because, or like an a, like a an AI NPC might because of the fact that they don't have many powers until like you use them. It feels like they're escalating alongside you, but it's also kind of the this opposite of a power. This is fantasy. the moment I'm talking about. That's funny. It's um, the opposite of yeah, a power fantasy. Yeah. But like the more powers you use, the more you have to deal with it, uh, and it's just kind of got this inherently built-in sense of difficulty scaling, which you know. I really yeah. Liked. No, for sure. You, that's that's actually a really cool observation because absolutely, like you, you don't take for granted when you play a lot of games of like what you're actually doing, mm-hmm. um, and it's everything. It's crouching. It's you know. It's vaulting. It's again shooting, opening doors. Why? You, when have you ever played a game where you like are like 
trying not to, you, you're conscious about that. You're trying mm -hmm. not to open doors or opening too many. Uh, you're just, you're, I've never had a game like this kind of work your brain um, in a very different way. The stealth takedowns are terrifying. Yeah. Well, I mean, using them is one thing, but then knowing mm -hmm. that the other the enemies that can, they grab can do you from it to behind. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The UI is really nice too. Like all the sort of like systems that are surrounding your totally. character, mm -hmm. totally. like a dead space-ish. The idea that that cube is actually holding like a person that you're trying to rescue is a neat little yeah. kind of thing. Like you're constantly shepherding around this person in distress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the the narrative is pretty strong. I, I definitely enjoy it. You're kind of talking to a. Um, an AI throughout. Uh, the voice actor is, God, I always forget her name. Um, you know, from uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Ingrid? <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. Um, um, uh, oh, uh, help. You gotta stop bringing up these, this trivia. From, from what? <laughs> I know it? What's her name from Ingrid from Game of Thrones? Oh, Ingrid. Oh, Rose Leslie. Yes. Oh, I love yeah, her so right. much. Sorry, stop <laughs> stealth attacking me, Jon Snow. That was terrible. That was really, really bad. That was actually but really they're good. getting married in real life. That's right. John, uh, what's his name? John Snow and her. Kit Harrington and Rose Leslie. Yeah. Thank you. What a um, cute couple. And also, it, it uh, upon release, it was just on PC. It's on PS4 now as well. And I think it's only like twenty bucks. So if it's that, so dang. unfortunate that the beginning that of that your game fantasy, is check it out. so slow, like that it first is. hour. I know. We we have we this conversation. There's, yeah, there's been have. a couple games this year with that. Quite a, quite yeah. a few. Where yeah. that stipulation of like, okay, you just got to get past this first X Near amount of time, the same thing. and then and like I think that there's some there's a benefit to that like that careful setup that a mm -hmm. lot of these games like then knock down. Yeah. Uh, but it is, it's a hard sell for a lot of people, I think. I hear Assassin's Creed is one of them, but it's even, I mean, mm -hmm. for that game, it's like an hour-ish is when things start like really moving. But I think, what am I hearing? Like 10 hours for Assassin's Creed or something yeah. like that? I, it's, the intro like kind of thrusts you into the world pretty early on, but it just doesn't always introduce like the potential of it as well. Because I love that game. But it, yeah, I would say it's like a few hours in Assassin's Creed. All right, Pete. All right, Mike. R.I.P. Rest in Peter. What's one of your games? <laughs> but uh, Both of the games I picked came out way earlier this year. Uh, I'll start with maybe the less obvious one, Gravity Rush 2. Not way obvious. A game that nobody <laughs> talks about. You shut your mouth. Just kidding. I've never played um, it. Yeah, I mean, literally, I, n nobody brings up Gravity Rush 2 ever, and it's, and it's really a shame because <clears throat> it's... It's a sequel to a game that began on the handheld and was like remastered for consoles, and and it was a quaint kind of little uh, experience where you manipulate gravity and you fall, and that is essentially flying, but it's this weird tumbling effect, and that lets you really just interact with the world in ways that you just don't in other games. But Gravity Rush Two really, really expanded upon the character, the world she's in, the story of her involvement, and her abilities as well. Uh, and it kind of packages it all in this tight little like season of anime. If I rem remember correctly, it's like everything's broken up into like little episodes, and there's like 24 episodes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it's it's just it, it's packaged so well. It looks so good. It plays so well. It, it has very few flaws, and I don't really know why more people didn't play this game because the first time I set eyes on the first game, I was like, wait a minute, I can just fly anywhere like the top of that tower. I can just hurl myself at it or I can walk on that scene like that's pretty cool. And it feels every bit as awesome as you'd think. And there are some issues with, I'd say, some of the ways that the game asks you to interact with those powers. But by and large, this is a incredibly unique experience. Mm -hmm. And it, again, I'm just dumbfounded that more people haven't played it. It, it came and out even, earlier in the year, right? Yeah. I think yeah. Like Jan January. Maybe late January. It also had that super cute live action commercial with the cat that walked on the ceiling. Oh, I don't think, think I saw that. You'd think that advertisement would work. Yeah, right? 
Um, I, I really, really wholeheartedly recommend this game. I gave it a nine, which I think a lot of people in the office were surprised about. But you know, like looking back at that today, so many other outlets gave this game a nine. Mm. I was I was far from an outlier in terms of the reception of this game. I think its Metacritic is like eighty five or something like that. I mean, it is awesome, and <laughs> just play it. The flying looks just reminds me of like a dream. Just it's like this weird. It's not how you visualize flying. You know what I mean? Like it's right. just like so different. Looking. And 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 that in and of itself can be worth half an hour in this game. Just exp just exploring the world. Like it's it's the most basic form of movement in this game. Like even like running requires more of you than this does. Like you know like running and steering and watching out for things. Like this just lets you just fly, and it's so easy to pull off. It feels effortless. Mm. Cool. Nice. Sick. Um, all right, Callie. Let me go back to you. Okay. I think I know what the other one is, but go for <laughs> it. I just really, really want to spotlight Stardew Valley on Switch. <laughs> yeah. Rob, you you were, you were going to talk about this, but Callie beat you to it. Yeah. You, you took it, but someone's got to take it. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I feel a little weird about it because the, this game was out on other platforms last year, but I do think that the Switch is the best way to play this game. And... My one reservation is the long load times, which they've said uh, are going to improve with a later update. Um, but that's like the one hiccup in an otherwise, like, it, it's such a good experience for the portability of the mm -hmm. Switch. And mm -hmm. I, I, I really can't undersell that. I know that doesn't sound like it would be the most important thing, but when I played it on PC last year, I found myself always wishing I could just take it into bed, take it into like my comfy chair, um, because this is the kind of game I wanted to relax and escape into, um, and you know just enjoy the you know the uh, pleasures of the the valley, and um, that's something that playing on PC or on uh, you know on PS4 or Xbox um, just didn't provide. So uh, playing it on the Switch has been phenomenal for me. Yeah, like it is the portability factor for sure. Like in in for me, it's like I'm watching TV, I'm zoning out while I'm playing it, I'm like like making breakfast or something like that. Like mm -hmm. there's something you said about, you know, with PC or, you know, I'd say more so a PC, like that's kind of an investment always, right? Like you're sitting yes. down and you, it's like you look at your watch, like All right, I'm gonna play for like this long. Like there's something about just like putting this down on a couch and like getting up. Um, it's, and it's, it's frankly one of the most addicting games I've played in a while where it's like, yeah, I, oh, I'll just, I'll just water these plants and right. then I'll be done. Oh, I'll just then, do one more day and then it turns into five more. And I, I really, I, I, you hours. know, right. as I'm talking about the the good aspects of it being on Switch, I haven't really sold the game itself, uh, which is that I think it really blends a lot of almost disparate elements. So there's like the RPG, like almost like min-maxing elements of this game, but also the relax, don't, don't like, you're, you're, you're in Stardew Valley to escape the the rat race, like day-to-day -day grind of an office job is like how yeah. this game opens. Grandpa left it too. And grandpa left you the farm. And so I know a lot of people really min-max their farms and that's something that a lot of people have a lot of fun with. But I also have been enjoying, uh, and that's something that I do in games and I'm very perfectionist when it comes to games like this. Um, but in many ways, the Stardew Valley encourages me to step back from that and just kind of like, try not to be worried about, oh, did I plant the right amount of crops and did I, you know, did I maximize my efficiency? Rather, you kind of just, you know, every day is different. You can go to the mines, you can, it, it, it in many ways, because there's so many options, encourages you to let go a little bit of that. 
Absolutely. Um, like, uh, just the fact of there are seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember the first time when I was playing in, like, just going from, I don't know, summer to um, fall or something like that. Excuse me. <laughs> so, I don't know. I can, but it was just like, you just walk out the door and all all my crops are dead. <laughs> like, when you see that, you're just like, Jesus, all right. Start again, I guess. Like, that was such a curveball. I did not know that was, like, a factor. I'm just doing all this planning, like, I'm going to have a great year. I think it's one of those games where, like, I was way too fixated on, when I was playing on PC, on how to play it right. Yeah. And yeah. there are definitely ways you can play it correctly, like you said, min-maxing, so you get your greenhouse before your first winter. Which I actually did. Yeah, and I'm not <laughs> at that point yet, and I've played maybe like 60 hours or something, but I do like that I can just play how I want to. It won't matter, really. I mean, there will be penalties every once in a while, but you'll also it won't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, and like, yeah, just definitely I think PC is you, you get on your PC you're like alright here's what I'm going to do for the two hours I'm playing this game I'm going to get game. this stuff done with Switch I'm like I'm in bed and all I want to do is fish like <laughs> so I just I I think if you have a Switch you should absolutely even if you play Stardew Valley pick it up for the Switch there's one thing I, I gotta say is as far as sound effects goes in that game uh, you, you milk cows obviously but if uh, if they're uh, how do you say they're not producing and they don't have <laughs> they're utterless they're, they're utterless uh, it's the sound effect that is the f- it's literally sounds like someone no I wish that'd be better just it's dust? just rubber it's like uh, it's the funniest noise it's like, like oh my god isn't like us milking cows terrible for their udders no cows need to be milked yeah but by their like their their calves yeah not probably, their calves legs their their babies not like probably humans better, just better ways them. to do josh it. shaw's in the twitch chat and he was just uh kind of freaking out because he put in i forget how many hours and he started I, I was gonna bring him up and if you're talking about mid-maxing josh shaw has these images of like i look at them my bar <laughs> i saw his cranberries yeah, he just had cranberries you just see what he's done <laughs> and it's literally machine where we're joking like the farm or the town is just like dude Chill out! Like, you're taking all of our water. My dog died yesterday. <laughs> just, like, just like factories, yeah. just like Josh walking around. Yeah. He shows his bank account of what he makes in a day, and it's like, I don't know, fifty grand. People, people can <laughs> make like fifty grand in yeah. a day. Whereas, like, I'm like, I'm starting a winery, and I like make a bunch of wine for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Josh has said you should see my basement, which, out of context, is a creepy thing to say. <laughs> he Let's probably has a ton yeah. of kegs in his basement. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was brewing, brewing stuff or wine. <laughs> you should see my basement. Yeah, yeah wine. Yeah. Uh, all right, Rob. Would love to keep talking Stardew, uh, but yeah, Josh said it was eight hundred grand. I don't know what he meant. Maybe a day. Per That's day, insane. probably, yeah. All right. With starfruit wine, for sure. Is that the top tier wine, Josh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chill out, Josh. Chill out, dude. Uh, it's not a game you want to talk game. about. Game. Uh, Pyre is uh, yeah. another game this year that was a surprise for me. Um, surprised you mentioned it. Yeah. It was on my uh, game of the year list. Damn. Wow, I'm Sports surprised. Fantasy. I really, really like that game. Like, it's one of those cases of just every aspect, every. Every aesthetic in this game is like top notch, in my opinion. Like the writing, um, the the sport of this game in it, uh, in itself is really fun and gripping, uh, and the, the writing is is great. Like I think most people had this similar experience where like you know you I think early on you um, gosh what was his name the, uh, the kind of like cat dog coyote thing Ruxy or Ruck- Rus- Something like that. Roos- Ruski or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you come across. He Probably is, not Ruski. Stop bringing up trivia that we don't know. I'll Shut up. up. <laughs> he's got a mustache and he's like, what do you think of my mustache? It's Ruki. Don Rookie. Rookie. He's like, what do you think of my mustache? 
and you have the ability to tell him to like shave it or not. And he just he just like either way, I I think I told him to shave it and he was like super embarrassed. Aww. Uh, and that was just a really cool moment of like, I don't know, your your impact and your care uh, your care and um attention to to this team you kind of develop uh is really genuine especially I, later on with yeah. like the narrative i mean you could probably without spoiling too much you do have to make difficult decisions later on in the game <clears throat> yeah. it changes the buildup of your team as well and that can change the narrative too uh like really high stakes at play that don't really seem apparent at first because mm-hmm. yeah, the sport itself is like an arena for them to get out of purgatory and kind of ascend back to the real world right if i'm not mistaken correct um, um but you know you you send you know, a character seems really deserving of going back to their real life. Well, crap, they're also your best player. Mm. So you send them back, then maybe your team is weaker, and then you might lose games, and you might not be able to send anyone else back the next time. And it's like, gosh, what do I what do? I do here? You know? Yeah. Yeah, this game was really fun. I mean, like, uh, obviously, Supergiant made Bastion and Transistor as well. Uh, obviously, you can kind of see it come through in the art style. But it was really interesting how they took kind of like the sport genre and added these uh, RPG fantasy elements to it. Kind of a new twist on it, and uh, it was, I think they really paid off. This was what June, I think, around um, summer. I believe so. Yeah, that sounds about right. June, July, August, maybe. I don't know. I think it might have been post E3 because I remember playing. I, I want to play it more. I know uh, a few people on our staff were uh, talking a lot about it the last few Rookie. weeks. Rookie. Yeah, Rookie. Ryuki. I don't even know how you spell. It. Yeah, Rookie. Rookie. I don't know. Oh, there's like remember Peter the Peter the uh, <coughs> Jesus the uh, <laughs> like that opposing group of like the same type of like creature he yeah, is yeah yeah i forget their names too but they're just like these like <laughs> the classic like dumpster dogs. dumpster alley cats like hey buddy like you want to go like yeah we're the alley cats yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the character art yeah. in this game is phenomenal so. yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely there's so many great little touches even just the little like um audible emotes they do like when characters start to to chime in like those do a really great job of just selling these like still portraits as characters and then obviously the characterization through the writing works really mm-hmm. well. It's, yeah. Cool. Phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What about the PvP? Do you guys play much against each other? Yeah, a little bit. It was good. It's definitely sort of, I could see like if I didn't buy many games a year, maybe I would play that. Like if I had a, you know, if I was growing up with siblings, I could definitely see that going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't dive into it too much. We played uh, a good amount. Like it was definitely like engaging, but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a, I would say a slight, bummer that it's not online um but then again like i don't know that's not the game like the game really is like the single player experience all right pete what other game oh i forgot this was in peter's (laughs) no 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 No. you liked it though you give it a nine i give it a nine nine points out of ten points well deserved gamespot.com uh yakuza zero is my second game and that should come as no surprise yeah uh i've said so much about this over the year but i feel like i could keep going Go for it. Um, the Yakuza Zero is just a is just an unabashedly goofy, stupid, but also like oddly touching, <laughs> dramatic game. Um, it knows how to wield like you know high stakes situations really well, and it knows how to just use itself as the butt of its own jokes. Um, so it's just it, this constant just ebb and flow between those two different attitudes, and it works so well, and it's. It is a primitive game. <laughs> when you look at the way it plays, it is not um, sophisticated at all. But that, that I don't know if that works to its favor, but at least it, it doesn't necessarily harm the game too much. It can get a bit repetitive with the combat, uh, but that's like the worst thing I can say about it. Beyond some of the things that tie into 
Yakuza <laughs> culture, which is you ready, bitch. The, uh, just the overboard objectification of women, which, look, don't jump on me for being SJW, even though I am. I'm just saying <laughs> this game gives you softcore porn and it is treated as valuable as the rest of the game, which is fine if you want to do that. But playing on a live stream, holy shit, was that embarrassing? Uh, <laughs> uh, I really liked, what was, was the, what was the underwear moment. guy? Oh, um, what was his name? Oh, not Mr. Libido. What was trivia! No trivia. Right, Mike? Just, I don't know. I'm asking. His name might have been, <laughs> been Mr. Libido. His chest paddles are dope. But yeah, you find this guy who's just walking around in his underwear all the time. and like he, Mr. Uh, no Clothes. Yeah, what was, his <sighs> name was something like, I wanted to say it was like. Mr. Innuendo? Mr. Erection, but it wasn't that. No Whoa. walking erection. <laughs> That, that's Wait, maybe it was walking it was. erection. Maybe it was walking erection. <laughs> it was straight. I think you're absolutely right. I think it was. Yeah, nailed it. That's yeah, nice. it's a it's a, it's a weird game that has a lot of heart, and depending <laughs> on your tastes, you're gonna find something for you in it. Um, and it's just cool too because we also got Yakuza Kiwami this year, which is you know this is Zero is the prequel to the entire series, which has been around since the PlayStation Two. Um, and this set the stage for the remake of uh, one in Kiwami. And we got six coming out early next year. Kiwami two coming out later next year. An embarrassment of riches. You said, don't you not like not actually kill anybody? Is this the game where you just beat the shit out of them? But yeah. They don't die? Oh yeah. I mean, you drive a motorcycle through their skull, but they get up and thank you for the privilege of being on the receiving end of a beatdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they apologize. See, that's yeah. that's an experience you can't get anywhere else. You know? No, that's true. It, there is something to be said too about the setup. So, like almost every fight, it is like just earlier we saw that guy was like, you, "Like, you ready, bitch?" Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, anytime. <laughs> Bike into the face. Yeah, and you know you're also you play as two different characters in two different cities, and it, these are not Grand Theft Auto scale cities by any means. They are like ten blocks by ten blocks. Mm -hmm. um, but the the characters are very different, and they and they, but they feed into a singular narrative uh, very well. Um, it's super soap opera e overall, right? Very soap yeah. opera e, but like again, it's when that is violence and money and property and you know ruling and it's I, just I don't know all that stuff is just kind of it's, interesting. It just strikes such a perfect tone for all of that. Like yeah. I just love the tone. Like I think I brought it up before in the lobby. But my favorite moment is when like he super dramatically answers the phone and it's like this yeah, thirty right. second yeah. like animation of him reaching for the phone and it slows down and he picks it up and goes much much. <laughs> and I just I it's just the the tone is so right for like the over the top violence and sex and money stuff. Yeah, it, it feels like a product of the 80s, and that's when it's set, and that's just kind of cool that it, that it all works together. It doesn't feel like someone trying to cobble together an understanding of that time. It feels like that time. Oh, God. Yeah, here we go. 84 Jester X. Kleenex <laughs> I mean, like, to the right. I don't care. <laughs> care this stuff is in the game and it definitely feeds into the overall like quirkiness of it it's just to see how far it takes it like this isn't a, this isn't just like a one-off you think you have like 30 videos to collect or something like that yeah, you got some endurance collectibles yeah you get there's 30 of them yeah and it's that guy goes all day it's 15 is my favorite let's be honest it's for fun yeah <laughs> it's, it doesn't it's not for and that's cool and that's yeah. what you like that's fine for yeah. Uh, Vortexian in the Twitch chat was asking, is no one going to mention the freaking karaoke? That's oh, The karaoke is pretty rad, too. So is the disco dancing and the bowling and the batting cages and the arcades and the darts. It's <laughs> like Saturday Night Fever. There, yeah. 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 Absolutely. There's so much you can do. The this karaoke so is so funny when it's like, 
It goes one, into like this like dream version of what you're doing. Right. But like being in this small hole in the wall bar and there's like two people in the room and it's like someone else singing because there's, there's different types of karaoke and you're just there and you're like interjecting hun, and like hun, clapping. Hun. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. like, dude, just get out. <laughs> well, that's pretty much it. We did our, uh, what about you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. What games do I want to talk about? Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadows of Valentia is one of my favorite games of the year, which kind of caught me off guard. I love turn-based in general, turn-based strategy, but the feeling, it kind of reminded me of Suikoden 2, I was telling you, you're kind of building up a massive army, not as big in Fire yeah. Emblem. There's like a hundred-something characters you can get in Suikoden. Suikoden. But uh, Fire Emblem Echoes, I really, really enjoyed. It was, uh, it, the turn-based brought me in, they erased kind of the relationship aspects of Awakening or Fates that a lot of people like, and mm -hmm. I went back to Awakening, I do like how they're implemented, but I yeah, liked I it without it. For you, Echoes is such a good entry to the Fire Emblem series, yeah. especially because it, like, strips away those extra things and then you can get into something like awakening mm -hmm. coming from like an XCOM background I think it was and really I do good. also like uh, pray a lot mm. a ton that was mm. one of my favorite games of the year Same. Um, it's as far as like what it does for kind of not bringing back immersive sims because they're like been around like breath of the wild has immersive sim elements and it's not going anywhere but uh, I do really enjoy how they made it a singular level as far as Arcane Studios is concerned. Instead of these discrete levels in Dishonored 2, we're going mission to mission and kind of using each individual sandbox. This is one big sandbox you can kind of have a different experience based on the next person. Like I know, Pete, you had a different experience than Callie did, and I found yeah. the shotgun like six hours in the game, whereas Jean-Luc got it like an hour in. Yeah, and like I, I played that game when it came out, and I haven't really played it since, but I still have kind of a map in my mind of, of like, I can still see where everything is. Yeah. I really got into that. Yeah, I, mean, I like how the story unfolds. It almost reminds, I mean, not just because it's on a space station in a singular setting. It reminds me of Tacoma in the way that each part of the space station, which is Tacoma is another great game I guess we could talk about, but each part of the space station has its own distinct flavor that you kind of remember and ties into the narrative, and then you go back to it with a different understanding later on. Mm -hmm. uh, but speaking of Tacoma, obviously uh, Gone Home was kind of a monumental game, I'd say, mm -hmm. for video games. Uh, obviously, like, it's it didn't spawn, but it kind of sparked the big wave of walking simulators, which is later was embraced as an actual term, much like punk rock, I guess. They kind of started using it. It used to be this uh, derogatory thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what, remained of Edith, what Remains of Edith Finch came out this year. I finally played that. I liked it a lot. But uh, I think Tacoma was really cool about how, like, the setting can affect the story and the characters. You can see how characters act differently based on where they are. It's not just these diary notes you're picking up, but you can hear this character talking to uh, someone else in this room and then hear one side of things and then you hear her go away and like talking to another character in another room and you hear a super different kind of take on everything and then mm -hmm. you hear one character agree to something and then go back and like record a message to his son back on earth and like he's like I just lied to them so like yeah. holy shit. Yeah I Tacoma is interesting because I think it has such a cool concept and I think it's implemented so well until the end like I didn't mm -hmm. I didn't get like the satisfaction of the ending that I wanted from that game yeah. but I would love to see more things with that the idea of like the AR people yeah that you can interact with um, and I did really enjoy the storytelling I just didn't feel like the ending was like I just was missing something for me and yeah. I I, I reviewed that game so yeah. you, if you want to know more you can read the review. I think the characters overall like lacked authenticity like no one was walking away like burping or farting so like God I've been holding that in for a while. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. That's how we all operate right? I, right? Everybody poops. <laughs> just like someone just like will you excuse me please? Like, all right. I'm getting it's a like, call. <laughs> 
just goes and throws I'm joking. No, Tacoma, yeah, Tacoma was a very interesting game. I liked it a lot. Uh, it's, it's certainly, like as you were saying, the proximity of people and, and getting to witness how that all played out was, was super interesting. It, it could have gone further. Yeah, because yeah, they... Um, they were inspired by uh, Sleep No More, the stage production in New York, where it's like an interactive, not interactive, but it's a play where you get to walk around and experience mm-hmm. different parts on your own. So cool. It's really like cool. I did it a while ago, before like Gone Home came out. I forgot when I saw it, because Gone Home would have been 2013. 13, thank you. And like, I think I did Sleep No More a year before that or something. It's really cool. Um, if you're ever in New York and it's still running, I'm not actually sure if it is. You should go check that out. If you're into these kind of games, this, they were inspired largely by something like that. I gotta ask, are you not gonna bring up PUBG at all? No, I yeah, I guess I'll bring up PUBG. That's actually the one game that obviously we didn't cons- like. Have we announced whether we're? I guess so. <laughs> like it's, an, it's an early access that. game, so like from one outlet to the next, we might, you know, we might not like consider it as an early access game. But as an early access game, I love that game so much. I mean, Jake, you. Uh, you played a few rounds. I think you got a chicken dinner in like your second one because someone carried you. Matt, um, <laughs> Matt Padgett got plays a lot. It. Yeah. Um, Take away my thunder. Nick plays a lot. Michael Hyam. Been playing anyway, with Ben Janka. That game yeah. is so... Any Battle Royale game, I think the appeal of that subgenre, whatever you want to call it, is that the rules are so simple, but like you can imagine the kind of permutations that come out of it, and that's where PUBG becomes fascinating, mm-hmm. and that's why there's so many like highlight reels around PUBG, because people will do something, and it's, it's a simple game, it's a simple looking game. Um, it you know like the servers are very clean for the most part mm-hmm. for such for so many people playing it I think I forgot how many they crossed that's like, like they broke not the records. narrative lately though really oh I didn't know oh, the narrative lately is that there's so many cheaters oh shit there's a lot of yeah no that that has been I think they Damn. recently actually addressed that I saw shit. we had news about that but that aside uh, I Ben Jenka said something to me yesterday that I really liked and it was like for a game that's designed for most people to fail or most people to lose, mm-hmm. um, the fact that it keep like you still want to play it mm-hmm. and still like want to take on that challenge again and again is really impressive. And I just like I didn't really think about it that way because I was I was like feeling really we had a lot of bad games last night. I was yeah. feeling really shitty. Like I we dropped into the school. I punched a guy to death and then I immediately died. Yeah. We're like oh, okay, well I wasn't last, but like uh, that game is designed for most people to lose. Um, Jean-Luc, very I was selective this, with his B-roll. Okay, this was bullshit. This was bullshit because I was in this game. I mean, it wasn't bullshit. I'm very proud of Jean-Luc. But like, I, I died like super early, and I had to watch for 30 minutes as my team went on to get a chicken dinner without me, and I was like, I failed my team. You still got it, though. But they did it. Jean-Luc got the last shot, too. It's really good, yeah. This, I hope something cool happens. This game, more than anything, is... Look at freaking Jake crawling away. It's fantastic, Ooh, but more than anything, die in a second. it's promising. Like, what can people do with this genre in the future as well? I mean, because this is not the first one to do it. Obviously, this spawned from DayZ, which, you know, like, then there's H1Z1, and there's Battle Royale. And, yeah. <laughs> PUBG Battle, Battle Royale took after it, and it actually... Apparently, it's actually kind of good. Uh, I didn't play it Fortnite much. Fortnite Battle Royale? I, yeah. yeah. Is that, did I say PUBG You said Battle PUBG Battle Royale. Uh, Fortnite Battle Royale is apparently actually pretty good. Um, I know... A few people that play a lot. Lloyd Christmas, who's a friend of the show, always, like, Aww. I think he was enjoying it he's, for a while. You uh, can see the skull where I'm dead. Sean looks backing up oh, to yeah. his... Yeah. <laughs> come, here, come here, come here. You can't get to me. Uh, Save me. Yeah. yeah. This game's fantastic. And uh, one of the few, one of the good, really good early access games, Dead Cells also, which is mm. still in early access, which is more of a, uh, not procedurally generated, woo, but more John Two D Dark Souls. I got a say. fat update like two weeks ago. Dead Cells. Yeah, oh, man. I thought that was going to be the end. 
Uh, Hollow Knight is one more game I want to touch on. Um, yeah, we don't want to check it dinner. All right. For people who can't see the gameplay we were just talking incessantly about. Sorry. Um, Observer. Observer is a fantastic game. Cyberpunk. Um, what do you want to call it? Like dystopian. Uh, what, what we're, we were talking about Tacoma, and I was thinking, like, man, it'd be so cool if like yeah. that rewind investigative uh, narrative from like Tacoma was in Observer, because mm. Observer got a li- it had, I feel like I had so many things going for it, but like one of the things that got a little tedious was like, you're just going up to doors and you're listening to like someone talk. Like, yeah, I seen him. <laughs> like walking down the hallway. Like just that over and over. Uh, but the aesthetic and everything uh, about that game, like those like kind of, you basically, you're a detective and you like jack into like dead or alive people and go mm-hmm. through like their Preferably memories. dead. Hmm. No, that's just my preference. Uh, and uh, it's it's pretty surreal what you like kind of like go through like um, it's like horror esque really. Um, People are saying yeah. that's like the perfect cyberpunk game this year. I don't agree with that. I but, it's got, but, it's but got, people were saying it. Yeah, but it's got it's got man it's got execution issues for sure. Mm. It was kind of jagged around the edges. Yeah, yeah. which is I, fine. You could say that's part of the experience. I but I did not like the guys. The uh, the main character's VO. Uh, yeah, Lazarski's yeah. guy. Shit, like, we suck with yeah, info. We, today. <laughs> we, you know, it's been a long year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really quickly, uh, if you haven't played Danganronpa yet, Danganronpa One Two Reload came out this year, and Danganronpa Three came out this year. So you can play all three of them, and I'm still getting revelations about the story. It's so good. I love Danganronpa so much. Too niche for most things, though. That's all. I just wanted to plug it really quick. <laughs> Yeah, you can play Hollow Knight as well. I think that'll pop up on whatever lists, but it's a uh, Metroidvania kind of to be redu- to be super reductive, but it's uh, in this pretty haunting world and like very attractive art style, just black and white. I found it attractive, but in, in terms of uh, people liking games more and more recently, like Breath of the Wild, where they kind of just don't give you much direction or hold your hand, this game you can be exploring for a long time in this two-dimensional open world and then uh, meeting new characters and figuring out how to move forward and the combat feels great or at least I think it feels great for that kind of game reminds me of Rogue Legacy in a way which is one of my favorite games uh, play Hollow Knight just check it out that was early access all of last year right or even part of this year and then it released good question Michael no I'm telling you it, it was <laughs> oh yeah sorry I just said it with a lilt to my voice it sound like a question. <laughs> all right so that's pretty much the lobby for the day and the week and the year uh Jean-Luc I usually thank you guys at the end of the episode, but kind of putting you on the spot here. I'm switch back to you guys in the back room so you guys can get one last. Oh, it's just him. Where the <laughs> Eric and Richard aren't there. There's John Luke. them. Pretty much. <laughs> makes, they're, they're just dead. In make the sure the show. <laughs> he makes sure this oh, show works. Chef's kiss. Uh, he he, uh, he t- lets me talk about Prey and XCOM 2 as much as I want, and uh, he's always there to make sure the show is produced well. Richard Lee and Eric Tay are always in the back as usual. Thank you to everybody who's been joining in the YouTube chat. All year, uh, Eric Green, 84 Jester X, uh, Liz James, the list goes on, and in Twitch as well, obviously, Goob, uh, Josh Shaw, Errol Moss. Moss is always there. Great to meet him at E3 this year, too. Mm-hmm. He came to our live show. Uh, but yeah, we don't really fully have a roadmap for next year of the lobby and our live show stuff. I think we're going to have some sort of big meeting to see what we, what we want to do once Game of the Year stuff calms down, uh, figure out how we want to move forward with it as far as uh, maybe some changes we want to make to the structure, uh, the identity, whatever. I don't know. But you'll still probably see our dumb faces on camera in one way or the other from time to time. We should just change. be on location around the country. Oh, that's good. I was going to say we, yeah. we should all have like like food and we're eating. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about games. Yeah. You pass the salsa? Yeah. <laughs> A lot of just... <laughs> pass me the uh, butter, please? <laughs> 
That would not annoy me <laughs> hearing that stuff in the mics. No, that's the worst. That's yeah. like the thing. That like, would you, I like, would if you listen to people eating quit. on the mic, would, yeah, it's the worst thing. I would thing. not only quit the show, I would quit. I would le- I would move. Quit life. <laughs> yeah, quit life. Uh, I forgot about the giveaway. Um, oh, yeah. Mega Man headphones. That's what it is. Mega Man. They're pretty cool, actually. Uh, Those look hot. Yeah, you follow GameSpot on Twitter. I'm going to retweet the page for that at the end of the week uh, in a few days. We'll pick a random winner from the pool of people who retweeted. If you're in the Twitch chat, Shiva usually puts the link in there. And then, uh, again, just go to GameSpot for the link. And uh, just follow GameSpot on Twitter. It'll be tweeting the link all day. Star Wars comes out in, like, what, eight days? <sighs> Is it eight? The yes, 11th? Thursday. 16th. Oh, my God. Thursday. Next Thursday. It with Josh Thanks. Shaw on the chat. Cool. I am so excited. Yeah, it looks terrible. No, I'm just kidding. It looks good. <laughs> you know what's um, really cool too is uh, so I mean if you want to talk more about what we're doing for game of the year, but yeah, I was about to say yeah, I like, talk about so that. So that's Thursday night is when people will be seeing. Oh my god! By the way, we have, we have to talk about. <laughs> just, did you sorry. just almost tell them one of our games? What? I thought you almost just announced what oh, the game no, we're announcing on Thursday. Just, we were talking about when we're seeing uh, Star Wars. Okay. Sean Luke is seeing it at twelve forty-five at midnight, meaning it's a three-hour movie. Basically, I don't know. I just can't believe some of the people who are seeing movies. Oh, yeah, I think you I'm seeing people. it. I think I'm seeing it like 11 p.m. Oh my god! I don't Crazy. need to. I'm seeing I don't it at 1 a.m. When are we seeing it? 10:30. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing it 1 a.m. Don't you dare spoil anything for me or text me. Yeah, I'm t- I'm deleting Twitter from kidding, my phone. Wouldn't. Yeah, uh, but as far as game wait. of the year stuff goes, starting Monday, December 11th at 10 a.m. Pacific, we're going to announce our number 10 game of the year. And then subsequently count down from there each and every day of weekday. So it'll be 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, weekend, 5 on the f- Monday, and then on the 18th. Our number four game will be Tuesday, the 19th. And then on the final day, December 20th, our final day before the holidays and uh, the last day of game of the year, we're going to announce 3, 2, 1 right in a row. So you don't have like a full day where you can maybe figure out what 2 or 1 are. Uh, so we'll be kind of like shotgunning those on that last day. But yeah, they're all set in stone. Um, XCOM, t- XCOM 2 is up there. Again, it's not my fault, but everybody loves that game, so we just put it at number one again. Sorry, you won't whoops, I didn't mean to tell what's him. number one. I, shit. I just I accidentally told them. No, I'm just kidding. But again, thank you to everybody joining throughout the year. Uh, go check out that giveaway. We'll be back, and uh, we'll keep you updated on future plans for the lobby. Until then, we'll see you around our Game of the Year live stream starting Monday.